بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وذنون إذ ذهب مغاضبا فظن أن لن نقدر عليه فنادى في الظلمات أن لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين فاستجبنا له ونجيناه من الغم وكذلك ننجي المؤمنين صدق الله العظيم Last week we had discussed in regards to jazb, that how important is jazb and how important it is that a person, he turns to Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. And when he turns to Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala and he clicks at the right moment, Allah Ta'ala gives him that opportunity and Allah pulls that person, he then becomes the beloved of Allah. And anyone that becomes the beloved of Allah, he's never mardood, he's never ever rejected in the court of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Shaitan was never mukhlis, he was never sincere. That is why Shaitan became mardood. Otherwise, he would have also been the beloved of Allah wa Ta'ala. Today, we're going to move away a little bit from this topic. Inshallah, if Allah gives us tawfiq, we'll continue. It's a very important topic. We discuss how Hazrat Abu Bakr was pulled. Is also an incident of Hazrat Umar. His acceptance of to Islam and he is becoming a Muslim. This was also just Allah wa Ta'ala pulled him. Allah Ta'ala gave him iman. Today, we're going to move away a little bit. And this topic that we're going to discuss, Allah Ta'ala put it in my heart that we should discuss this topic today. And that is of the incident of Hazrat Yunus alayhi salatu wasalam. But just one aspect, the dua of Yunus alayhi salatu wasalam. In this verse that I recited, Allah Ta'ala says, Wada noon, the one of the fish. In this verse, Allah Ta'ala refers to noon as the fish. And in the 29th para, in noon, surah noon, there Allah Ta'ala refers to the fish as hud. Fasbir li hukmi rabbika wa la takun ka sahibil hud. Sahibul hud, there refers to Yunus alayhi salam. And here wada noon also refers to Yunus alayhi salatu wasalam. So Allah Ta'ala refers to him the one of the fish. Why? Because he was swallowed by the fish. So Allah Ta'ala says the one of the fish, that remember him at the time when he left in a state of anger. Yunus alayhi salatu wasalam, he was sent to the people of Ninwa. So he gave da'wah to them, he called these people to the oneness of Allah Ta'ala. But these people finally, they didn't reject, they didn't accept the message of Yunus alayhi salam, they rejected Yunus alayhi salam. So without the permission of Allah ta'ala, Hazrat Yunus alayhi salatu wasalam told them that Allah's adab is going to come and without Allah's permission, he left that locality in the state of anger. So here, Yunus alayhi salam didn't regard it as something wrong that he had done, that he left that locality. But in the court of Allah ta'ala, he made a move without the permission of Allah. So therefore it was a wrong that he had done in the court of Allah ta'ala. So he left in the state of anger. He thought that we're not going to straighten him, we're not going to put him through some difficulty. So Allah ta'ala now puts Yunus through some difficulties, through some hardship. And what is it that Yunus now lands up at the ocean? When he lands up at the ocean, now there's a ship that is departing. And Yunus gets onto the ship. When he gets onto the ship, this ship now runs into danger. When the ship runs into danger, now they said that somebody has run away from his master. That is why the ship has run, uh, is now in danger. That remember when he ran away to the laden ship. So now what should we do? So they said, no, we need to cast lots that whose name comes out. So they started casting lots. When they started casting lots, the first time, the name of Yunus alayhi salam. Second time, the name of Yunus alayhi salam. The third time, the name of Yunus alayhi salatu wasalam. They said, can't be. This is a Nabi of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. He couldn't have run away from his master. He couldn't have run away from Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Yunus alayhi salam said, no, I am at fault. I am wrong. 
So Fasahama Fakana min al Mudhadin, he was from amongst the losers. So what he did, he on his own, Yunus alayhi salatu salam, he took a dive and jumped into the ocean. When he dived into the ocean, Allah Ta'ala says, فَالْتَقَمَهُ الْحُوتُ وَهُوَ مُلِيمٌ That the, the, the fish then swallowed Yunus alayhi salatu wasalam and he was worthy of blame. Then why did he leave that locality without the permission of Allah wa Ta'ala? It is mentioned when he was swallowed in, by the fish, Yunus alayhi salatu wasalam was in three layers of darkness. One is, it was the darkness of the night. Secondly, it was the darkness of the stomach of the fish. And thirdly, it was the darkness of the ocean. So three layers of darkness, Yunus alayhi salatu wasalam was in. So it is mentioned, Allah wa ta'ala, immediately Allah ta'ala commanded the fish. Allah instructed the fish that you swallowed my Nabi. Remember you swallowed my Nabi. And you do not cause any inconvenience to my Nabi. He is not your nourishment. You cannot consume my Nabi. Just keep him in your stomach as an amanat. It is mentioned when Allah's command was directed to that fish, the entire system of that fish, the stomach of the fish, it came to a complete standstill. That I can't, I can't cause any harm to the Nabi of Allah wa ta'ala. Hazrat Allama Alusi Baghdadi Rahmatullahi, the author of Ruhul Ma'ani, he says, when I was writing this tafsir, I went to that ocean. And I went and had a look at the ocean, the fuqaha, the mufassirin, what, what difficulties they went through. Imagine the great mufassir of the Quran, he went to the ocean to see that ocean when he was writing the tafsir. He says that when I seen the fish in that ocean, such huge, huge fish in that ocean, that it is absolutely nothing for them that to swallow an entire human being. That's how big these fish were. So nevertheless, now he was swallowed. He is now intact in the stomach of the fish. Now look at Allah Ta'ala's system. What Allah Ta'ala did, Allah Ta'ala commanded the rocks that were in the bottom of the ocean. That now you start making my tasbih. Yunus al Islam didn't know this tasbih. Allah Ta'ala commanded the rocks, you start making tasbih. La ilaha illa anta subhanak, inni kuntu min al-zalimeen. So the, the, the rocks that were in the bottom of the ocean, they started making this tasbih of La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu min al-zalimeen. Now the fish took Yunus al Islam to the bottom. When the fish went to the bottom of the ocean, Yunus al Islam hears the tasbih of the rocks that they're making this tasbih. So what Yunus al Islam does, he also starts making the same tasbih. So Allah wa ta'ala refers to this and he says, Falawla annahu kana minal musabbihin. Had it not been that he made this tasbih of Allah wa ta'ala, had it not been that he recited this La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu minal zalimeen, lalabita fi batnihi ila yawmi yub'athun. He would have remained in the belly of that fish right until the day of Qiyamah. Therefore, the ulama say this is a very, very effective remedy. That any person that's going through grief, he was going through depression at that time. He was going through grief at that particular time. So he recited this. That any person that recited, some ulama say, some mashayikh say, 111 times after reading two rakats of namaz, make dua, your need will be fulfilled. Some have said 125,000 times, recite this. And whatever depression problem you're going through, Allah in His way, Allah will take you out of that problem. So Allah Ta'ala says, He called to Allah Ta'ala in the three layers of darkness. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu min al-zalimeen. Allah Ta'ala says, Fastajabnala. We responded to Yunus alayhi salatu wasalam. We accepted the dua of Yunus alayhi salam. Wanajjaynahu min al-gham. And we protected him. We saved him from that grief, that depression that he, that he was going through. We protected him from that. This grief is such a thing. Depression is such a thing. Allama, uh, the author of, uh, of Mishkat, uh, of, uh, of Mirqat, he writes, 
He said that Alham it melts the human being. It completely destroys the human being. You can be in the best home. You can have all the money in the world. You can be driving the best car. You can be sleeping on the best bed. You can have everything of dunya. But when a person he goes to depression, he will melt. He will be destroyed in no time whatsoever. So Allah Ta'ala says that we protected universal Islam from this grief. And similarly, we will protect the mu'minin right until the day of Qiyamah. Whoever is going through grief, depression, just read this and see how Allah Taala will protect him. Now, just to analyze this tasbih of Allah, this tasbih, La ilaha illa anta Subhanak. What does Allah? What does it start with? La ilaha. There is no deity. Ilah refers to that which is most beloved to a person. Anything that is most beloved to a person, that is referred to Ilah. The Mushrikeen, the Kuffar, what was most beloved to them? All those rocks and all the stones that they were worshipping, those idols that were worshipping, that was most beloved to them. So they referred to them as Ilah. If a person, he's got love for cars, the car is Ilah. That becomes his God now. In his, in his, in his heart, that is his Ilah. Because he's got so much of love for that. A person that got love for money, he got love for Kruger coins, that becomes his ilah, he becomes so beloved to that. That is why we mentioned that incident many a time, that that person at the time of moth, that the, the Ruh wasn't leaving the body. But when they put the Kruger coins on his chest, immediately the Ruh left the body. Why? That was most beloved to him. If a person's sports becomes his beloved, that sports player becomes his beloved, then that will become the ilah of a person. If a man is attracted to a woman, whole day he's phoning, he's behind her all the time, that becomes ilah. Allama Alusi Baghdadi Rahmatullah says, he says, this is shirk. When a person, he falls in love with anyone else or anything else besides Allah wa ta'ala, he says, this is shirk. Now we all know shirk akbar, the big shirk. And the big shirk is where we ascribe partners unto Allah ta'ala in the dhat of Allah or in the sifat of Allah, in the being of Allah, we say there's another Allah also, that is shirk. Or in the sifat of Allah. Allah Ta'ala is providing. We say no also my boss is providing. That is shirk. Because only Allah Ta'ala is a provider. So that is the big shirk. And the second type of shirk is shirk azgar. What is shirk azgar? Shirk azgar is for example. Understand it from the example that we will give you. The example is a person he has a habit. Every day a person he reads two rakat of nafil namaz. When does he read this Nafil Namaz? He reads it, for example, let's say 10 o'clock. Every day he reads Salatul Duha. Although the Fuqaha say that Salatul Duha, Chash Namaz and Ishraq Namaz, they say it's the same Namaz. There's no difference. That is why when you read Ishraq in the morning after Ishraq, if you read two more rakats with the intention of Chash, you got Chash also. But it is the Sufiya. The Sufiya make a difference between Ishraq and between Chash. So let's say, for example, 10 o'clock Salatul Duha, a person reads two rakats every day. But one day, once he was reading Salatul Duha, some guests came to his house. Maybe some relatives came to his house. So every day he's reading two rakats. But now because the guests came, he wants to show them, you know, I'm a pious person. I also, I'm, I'm, I'm a, of a very high status. So what he does, he reads four rakats today. Or he extends it, he makes it even six rakats. He reads a little extra namaz. Or normally in Ruku, he reads Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim three times. But because somebody came in the house, what does he do now? He reads now five times. He reads now seven times. So that is shirk. Because you are increasing in ibadat. Just because somebody has come into the home, that is shirk. Yura'oon and nas they want to show people. They want to show people that what? Uh, that antura a'malum, that the a'mal must be seen. They regard it as something that is good. So this is regarded as shirk. Similarly, at the same time, if a person is reading the two rakats every day at 10 o'clock, but now the mehman came to the house, the guest came to the house. So now he's feeling shy. He says, now I'm not going to read the two rakats of namaz. Why? Because the mehman came to the house, the guest came. They will say, I'm a very pious person. 
that also is shirk. The ulama says that is also shirk. A person, he shouldn't leave out anything also and he shouldn't increase anything also. Whatever you are doing, do it with ikhlas, do it with sincerity only for Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. Hazrat Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu, one day he was performing salah at home. Whilst he was performing salah, then somebody came to the house of Abu Huraira radiallahu Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala also he increased a little bit. The moment Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala increased, the thought came into his heart that I'm increasing. Have I now destroyed all my amal? Have I made shirk now? So immediately, see the need of a sheikh. Immediately he came to the sheikh. He came to Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he told Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, this is what has happened. That the guest came to my house and I felt also that let me show a little bit. Ya Rasulullah, tell me is this shirk? See that concern that he had. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Rahimakallah ya Abu Huraira. May Allah have mercy on you, O Abu Huraira. He said, for you, laka ajran. Ajrul sir wa sir wa ajrul alaniya. For you is a double fold reward. One is you were doing that amal as normal. For you, you did it secretly. You get the reward of doing it secretly also. Wa sirul alaniya wa ajrul alaniya. And you get the reward for doing it openly also. That when they came, you didn't stop. You continued and you finished that amal of yours. So Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam gave him guarantee. He was a sahabi of Nabi alayhi salam. He had the guarantee. We don't have the guarantee of anyone. So Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala was saved. So this is one type of shirk. Another type of shirk, Allah Ma'alusi Baghdadi rahmatullahi explains. He says that a person, for example, he's got running a shop. Now a lady came to the shop. When the lady came to the shop, what does she see? She came to ask you direction. That I'm looking for a certain shop in the area. Where's that shop? Or there's a flat that is upstairs. That do you know, I'm looking for a certain person. He lives in this particular flat. Do you know him? So what the person does now, now he starts straightening his topi. Now he's putting his beard right. Now he's putting his kurta right. So he's adjusting everything. So why are you adjusting everything? Now when he's talking to the lady, he lowers his voice in a sweet tone. Now he is talking to that woman. So why are you doing all this now when the lady has come? Why? Because you want to look smart. Now you must be, uh, she, she must, now she must get attracted to you. So that is why you're all doing. They say that this is also one form of shirk. That you're doing all this now to impress that particular woman. Whereas the azwaj mutahharat, the wives of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, who can be more pure than the wives of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam? They had the sohbat of Nabi alayhi salam. They lived with Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. Nabi alayhi salam lived the world. And Nabi, they were with Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. They are the mothers of the ummah. It is not permissible for anyone to get married to the azwaj mutahharat. But Allah wa ta'ala tells them, فَلَا تَخْدَعْنَ بِالْقَوْلِ You don't lower your voice also. Otherwise, that man that got a sickness in his heart, he will also get enticed. When the woman is going to speak in that soft voice, the man is going to get enticed by this. But Allah Ta'ala says, don't be rough also to the men. If the Sahaba come, they say, they ask that we are going to the marketplace. We want to buy something in the marketplace. Do you need anything in the house? Then don't be rough with them. Don't be rude to them also. Speak to them in a good way. Speak to them in a kind way also. But don't lower your voice. Speak in a stern voice. So they don't get attracted at that particular time. So Mashayi say that this is also a type of shirk. That a person, when a woman comes in front of him, he lowers his voice and he starts neatening himself. This is a type of shirk. So how particular a person has to be. So as long as la ilaha, when all these things which are beloved to a person besides Allah, they don't come out of the heart, you're not going to come to the next stage. And what is the next stage? Anta, illa anta, except you Allah. So as long as the love of that woman is in the heart, or the love of that phone, whatever a person is now addicted to on that phone, that is in the heart. Or a person, he got a love of money, or he got the love of acquiring more and more property. As long as all that is in the heart, illa anta, Allah Ta'ala is not going to enter into the heart. Our Shaykh gives an example, he says that you got a glass, 
and the glass that you got, he says on the outside of the glass, you were holding it with your curry hands. The inside of the glass, perfectly clean, it had water in it. But somebody drank on the outside with curry hands. Would anyone else want to drink from the glass? No, you won't drink from the glass. Why? Because it's dirty on the outside. When the heart became dirty now, would ghayrullah, would all this, the love of everything else, how is Allah Ta'ala now going to come into that heart? Allah Ta'ala can't come into the heart. So you have to take everything out. And then you'll go to the next stage, Allah Ta'ala will come. La ilaha illallah, uh, hey muqaddam, uh, uh, la ilaha illallah, muqaddam hey kalima tawheed par. That la ilaha, la ilaha is muqaddam on kalima tawheed. First is la ilaha, then is illallah. If everything besides Allah comes out, na, comes out, then Allah will come into the heart. Ghayr haq jab jaye, tab haq a jaye. When ghayr haq, everything besides Allah will go out, then Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala will come into the heart of a person. Mawlana Tanmi rahmatullahi says, when Allah comes into the heart, he says the anwara, the nur of the heart, that is different altogether. Only the person that experiences it, he will know what we are talking about. That such love of Allah Ta'ala comes into the heart, dunya will just fall in the gaze of that person. He can't be bothered about his factory. He can't be worried about cars. He can't be worried. You'll see this is an insane person. He got no worry in life whatsoever. But really, the love of Allah is in the heart. That is why he has reached that very high position. So Mawlana gave an example. He says that in the time of Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam, when, Yusuf, when Zulaikha, she fell in love with Yusuf alayhi salam. So all the women of the town, what they said, they said, you're insane, that you're going behind a slave. So Zulaikha said, okay, no problem, we will test you out. So she gave every one of them an apple, a fruit, and she gave them a knife. And she said, let's see now. And now when Yusuf alayhi salam came in, they forgot where's the knife and they forgot where's the fruit. Instead of cutting the fruit, they cut their hands. So, uh, uh, so uh, as I mentioned, as the Rahmatullah says, they mazur, they are excused because Allah had blessed Yusuf Islam with such beauty. When the love of Allah comes in the heart of a person and he becomes the beloved of Allah, he is also madur, he is also excused. Now when he's not paying attention to his business, understand he's an excused man because he got the love of Allah in his heart. Further, he gives another example and he says that Ashabul Kahab, these were young, young boys and the king of the time, he said, make sajda to me. They said, never, we're not prepared to compromise on our iman. So they said, we leave the town, we will go out of the town, but never would we make sajda to you. So when they left the town, they went into the cave. That's why they call Ashabul Kahab. And they stayed in the cave for approximately 300 years. It is mentioned, Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّهُمْ fityatun amanu bi rabbihim. These were young boys that brought uh, iman on their rabb. وَزِدْنَاهُمْ huda, And we increased them in what? In hidayah. So here hidayat, what does it mean? Allah Ta'ala says, it means over here, hidayat means the friendship. Allah gave them His friendship. When you sacrifice for Allah, you left that kufr, you left that shirk, and you left the town, then Allah Ta'ala gave you His friendship. How? وَرَبَّتْنَا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ We strengthened their hearts. We gave them connection with ours. With us, their heart was now connected to the heart of Allah wa Taala. So when Ghayrullah will go, illa anta, then Allah Taala comes. When Allah Taala comes, what's the next step? Now make shukar to Allah Taala that Allah Taala gave you connection. So what we say, Subhanak, Allah, you are pure. Now we're making shukar to Allah wa Taala that Allah Taala gave us this close connection to Allah wa Taala. As the Shah Abdul Ghanisa Pulpuri Rahmatullah explains us that how do we make shukar? He says that the king of the time he makes alam. The king of the time, he makes an announcement. And what does he say? He says that I'm building my palace. If anybody wants, give donation for my palace. No king in the world really needs any donation. They have more than enough. 
But the king, he makes an announcement, anyone wants to give a donation, then give a donation, I'm building my palace. Now one person, he's living in his shack, in his tin shanty. So he says, I also want to donate to the king. Now that bichara, what kind of a house he must be living in, the timber that is in the house, the rafters that are in the house, they may be half rotten also. The doors that are there, they may be broken also. But in spite of this, what he does, he takes out a few pieces of wood and he says, let me go and donate it to the king. So when he donates it to the king, the king accepts it. He says, no problem, bring it, I will accept it. And the king gives him a hadiyah, gives him money more than the value of the rafters, much more than the value of the rafters. If this man says, what does he say? If this man has to say that, see, the king knew what's the value of my rafters, what will he say? You're a foolish person. Make shukar that the king he accepted. And on top of that, he gave you a gift that is much more superior than what you gave the king. Understand exactly the same way. When Allah gave us the tawfiq, when Allah pulled us, when Allah Ta'ala gave us the tawfiq of coming to his house to make salah, then make shukar to Allah, oh Allah, you bringing us over here. Oh Allah, my salah is like those rafters, it's like that broken door. It's not worthy of acceptance. If you accept it, that is your kindness. This is how we should treat our ibadat before Allah wa Ta'ala. Mullah Tanwi Rahmatullah in Bayanul Quran he says, he says that Kultu I say, he said Badul Muhtarreen wal Mu'jabeen, that some people that are deceived, some places they come Badul Muhtarreen amina Sufiya, some Sufis that are deceived, and those people that have vanity, Ujab, they have vanity in them, Yun Sibuna Kamalatihim ila Mujahadatihim. They attribute all their perfection that we reading so much of Namah, so much Quran, today Mujahada. We made so much of sacrifice, that is why today look where we have reached. Allah Malatani Rahmatullah says, Wadalika Ainul Kufran. That is that is actual ingratitude to the Namat of Allah. If a person is studying to become an alim and while studying he gets first position. Uh, and then he says that, see, I made so much of qurbani, I burned the lamp at night. And that's why I got this. That is not shukr to Allah Ta'ala. Because the intelligence where you got came from Allah Ta'ala. The ability to learn where it came from, that came from Allah Ta'ala. So attribute it to Allah Ta'ala. So make shukr to Allah Ta'ala. And the last part, after we sing, La ilaha illa anta subhanak, inni kuntu min al Now understand how valuable this kalima is. Then, then a person says that I am a great oppressor of Allah. I am a wrongdoer. Only gunas and gunas I have committed. Nothing wrong I have committed. When a person, he confesses in this way, then Allah Ta'ala will take him out of his depression. Allah will take him out of all his problems. If a person thinks of it this way, how we had explained from our mashayikh, that how we think of this kalima in this way and then recite it, now it will have great value. And the ulama say, I'll just finish off on this now. They say that not only will you benefit from this, but even your progeny is to come, they will also benefit from this. And this is also proven from the Quran. When Hazrat Musa and Khizr undertook a journey, then Hazrat Musa always objected to Khizr First, when they went into the boat, Khizr broke the boat, Musa objected. Second time, Khizr caught that boy and he killed him, Musa objected. The third time, they went to a locality where we would have learned so much more if Musa didn't object. The third thing, they went to a locality and they needed food, they were hungry, but the people didn't give them food. Now there was a wall that was broken. And Musa al-Islam started, uh, Khizr al-Islam started building the wall. Musa al-Islam objected. But why did it, why Allah Ta'ala commanded Khizr al-Islam to build that wall? Because there was treasure under it. If the wall had collapsed, then the people of the locality, they would have stolen all, they would have looted all the treasure that is there. But Al-Quran says, وَكَانَ أَبُوهُمَا صَالِحًا This all happened because their parents were pious. But it wasn't their actual, their own parents, their biological parents. It was not referring to them. Allah Ma'alusi Baghdadi Rahmatullah says, كَانَ الْأَبَسْ 
that the seven generations ahead of the great great grandfather seven generations up he was a pious man when he was a pious man his great great grandchildren seven generations later allah protected the wealth because of his taqwa so when a person has taqwa in his life, he has piety in his life, when he makes toma and he changes his life, then not only will our children benefit from it, but progenies to come, seven progenies later, they will also benefit from the taqwa that Allah wa ta'ala has blessed us with. Allah ta'ala give us all the tawfiq, inshaAllah. <coughs> اللهم صل على سيدنا مولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا مولانا محمد وبارك وسلم فاذكروني أذكركم أنا جليس من ذكرني دل مراه جايك ميدانه تويتو 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 اور ميري تن ميري بجاي آب وقيل درد دل هو درد دل هو درد دل ميرس بالكل يتجاي نذر تويتو آئے نظر دیکھو جیدر لا الہ الا اللہ محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم لا الہ الا اللہ 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 لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الہی دل میں میرے غیر کا اثر نہ رہے سوائے تیرے کسی پر میری نظر نہ رہے تو کرن بے خبر ساری خبروں سے مجھ کو الہی رہوں ایک خبردار تیرا لا الہ الا اللہ 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 لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم کوئی مجھ سے پوچھے میں کیا مانگتا ہوں میں اپنے خدا سے خدا مانگتا ہوں وہ ہو جائے میرا میں ہو جاؤں اس کا یہی رات دن میں دعا مانگتا ہوں عطا کر دے وہ مجھ کو اپنی محبت میں اس کے سوا کچھ اور نہیں مانگتا ہوں اے ناراضی جس کی دوزخ سے بر کر اسی ذات کی مسردہ مانگتا ہو اصل مجھے دنیا کی خواہش نہیں میں بخشش بروز جزا مانگتا ہو لا الہ الا اللہ 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 لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اللہ اللہ کیسا پیارا نام ہے عاشقوں کا مینا اور جام ہے اللہ جل جلالہ تعالی شانہ اللہ 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 
Субхана Раббика Раббин Аззати Амма Ясифон Валяму Аллаху 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 А